Hello, everybody. This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio. WCG is a company that focuses on the ethical, safe, and efficient conduct of clinical research. Patient advocacy focuses on transformation in clinical research to serve the underserved. We're speaking today with Rosalind Daniels, the founder and CEO of Black Health Matters. Black Health Matters provides information about health and well-being to African-American communities to help them overcome serious health disparities. Rosalind Daniels consults with pharmaceutical companies that develop new medicines and has a background in direct-to-consumer marketing and in media, including as Director of Business Development for BET Networks, and she spearheaded the launch of Fitness Magazine. Rosalind Daniels is a graduate of Boston University. Hello, Rosalind. Hello, Steve. Rosalyn, you founded Black Health Matters eight years ago to get the word out to African-American communities about taking care of one's own health. Tell us about Black Health Matters and BlackHealthMatters.com. Why did you found it and what does it do? Thank you, Steve, for the question. and Thank you for inviting me to be here today. We launched Black Health Matters more than eight years ago. Um, and actually, we launched prior to the Black Lives Matter movement. So the impetus was the fact that there was the passage of the Affordable Health Care Act. So what we always say is that everyone loves their grandparents, right? And it's often that our grandparents die too soon. And what we wanted to do was to provide a platform to help people who just needed more education about how to manage chronic illness. So I always say my grandmother died too soon, and if I had known better, I could have done better for her. If my parents knew better, they would have done more for her. But there really was not a platform at that time to truly address the health disparities and how to live a healthy life and how not to be fatalistic and accept certain illnesses, but to give people the ammunition to fight. So when we saw that the affordable healthcare was launched, I was excited because this gave an opportunity not only for African-Americans, but for all Americans to have access to care. So someone who was trying to say, hmm, groceries or a mammogram? groceries or a mammogram, they could just go ahead and get the mammogram. So more services, more information, more access to doctors became available. But access means nothing unless you have an understanding of the fundamentals of good health. So unless you understand, again, you've got to, you know, exercise, you've got to eat right, you've got to manage your stress, you need to um, have great nutrition, you need to sleep, you need to drink water. There are just certain things that will help you um, and give you a leg up on being healthier than if you just do nothing and just expect to see your doctor once or twice a year, get a prescription and go home. So it's something that you have to be actively involved in and live with and practice on a daily basis. And so we launched Black Health Matters to be the resource for thousands of new people who would now have access to care, who would now have access to insurance, who didn't have it before. And we are the bridge to bring them across the field of disparities into a new understanding and awakening of what healthy lifestyles are. 
And what is, um, tell us about your website, blackhealthmatters.com. It's quite exciting and spectacular to look at, I must say. So tell us about that and how you use that and what it does. Right. So again, part of our mission as the resource for the African-American community is to improve health literacy. So if we have a good understanding of certain terminologies, risk factors for heart disease, risk factors for cancer, you know, nutrition tips, relationships, what's a healthy relationship, all of that goes into being a healthier person. So we have more than 2,000 plus pages of content at this point since launching um, in 2012. So we are looking to provide timely information. So when it comes to COVID, you'll find that we have a very comprehensive uh, compilation of articles, whether you have kidney disease, heart disease, all of this on how to fight uh, COVID. Um, if you have lupus, or if there's something that's timely, or if you're just looking to supplement your knowledge because this is June, and June might be Mental Health Awareness Month. And you may want to look up some tactics on how to keep yourself in a positive frame of mind. We provide it on a variety of different ways. We slice it and dice it. If you're a grandparent, we want to talk to you about how you can be the healthiest grandparent around. So if you're a woman with breast cancer, we want to have uh, articles that will uplift you, inform you, and also plug you into other resources in other communities. So we look to be kind of a little bit of everything to everyone. But we just know that we have more than 28 channels on managing chronic disease in addition to, again, fitness, nutrition, recipes, mindfulness, and relationships. And I notice you have, um, you, you appeal to um, so many different um, parties and different walks of life. So uh, there are stages of life. So you have um, um, information there for young mothers um, or mothers-to-be uh, um, about uh, and young people um, entering into relationships, perhaps uh, in the early phases of that, or anybody uh, entering into relationships. And then you have, um, as you mentioned, grandparents and w all kinds of different um, points of view. Tell us about how you um, excite um, people to participate and to, in, in their own health, but also to even look at these resources. So social media, thank goodness that we've launched during the time of social media. Social media is a great way to reach your target audience as well as reach into communities that are interested in various topics. When we launched Black Health Matters, we had to get the word out and we wanted people to come to the site to read our content. So we would go into Facebook and we'd say, oh, here's a group talking about natural hair. Well, hmm, let me think. Well, if you exercise and you've got a pretty good vascular system, chances are you might have healthy hair. It was a little bit of a stretch, but that healthy hair or natural hair group had 2,000 women in there and they were chatting every night. So we would kind of try to put some health information into that social group. And lo and behold, we would be reported to Facebook and Facebook would shut us down and we would not be able to post anything in Facebook for maybe a week to two weeks, depending on how angry that group was 
that we inserted our health information into their social feed. Um, and so this would happen on and off, on and off, for maybe the first two and a half to three years of our launch because we were actively courting readers and users and followers. What we know now is that we can go into any chat room, social group on the web because everyone is evolving in terms of knowing that the more that knowledge is power and power will help them, live, being empowered will help them live that healthier life. So we're finding that there's greater receptivity to the content, but social media is an anchor for helping us to disseminate. And, and you excite them um, you um, to come to events as well as look at your website. I know that you have different kinds of events. Um, tell us about the kinds of events you have, and, and please tell us about your Black Health Matters Summit, which is happening July 18th. Thank you. So, so obviously, we have our website presence. We're active in social media. But what we know and what we think about the African-American tradition is that we like coming together and that there's a lot of good dialogue that happens when we sit around each other and kind of have that face-to-face -face conversation. And in fact, I believe, you know, when we look at our African history, the, the griot was very respected in that community, the person who could remember history and recite it. So again, it's all about touching communities and being in the midst of conversations and families and relationships. So we launched the Black Health Matter Summit so that we could touch people, so that we could create a safe space for African-Americans to explore their options when it comes to learning about health, wellness, and chronic disease management. The impetus was, and I know this is probably the same with you, Steve, is that when we go to our scientific meetings, when I would go to the National Medical Association meeting, when I would go to the Association of Black Cardiologists meeting, I would see these amazing clinicians and scientists that could literally just be a game changer, that could be completely transformative in the way that they talked about disease and how yes. certain new innovations have been done and that we will see that tumors can be shrunk even if you're at stage four. And just, just, uh, it's just amazing, you know, how you can manage asthma and there's so many new things on the horizon. So after you come from those meetings, again, it's, it's really transformative. And I said, what about if we did this for lay people and cultivate a relationship with what I call my rock star physicians and develop a forum where they can talk a la like a TED talk, mic them up, just let them go and do their thing. And we called those the Black Health Matters Summits. And we started, we launched those more than four years ago. And so through our, we created kind of a new uh, paradigm for education because Prior to that, most, I guess conventional wisdom would be most lay people might not want to go and hear a day of clinical information from doctors, but that is not the case. We have energized the format, the environment. Uh, we have lights. We have music. It's swirling. It's almost like a BET Awards atmosphere, and we have these rock star docs get up and 
and evangelize why they need to be hopeful, what's going on in terms of clinical trials, what's going on in terms of, you know, lupus and rare disease that impacts African-Americans most, what's new in terms, or what we're not getting, what we're not accessing. You know, again, African-Americans have heart disease to a, a, a great degree, but for some reason, they're not benefiting from pacemakers or a lot of the interventional um, therapies and valves that could help them. So let's put it all on the table. We're not giving you one point of view or, or another, but giving it all from someone who is an expert and letting that patient make up their own mind. And that was the, the emphasis for the, for the summit. And you have some, um, you have entertainment, you mentioned, and you've got some um, very um, talented speakers people are going to enjoy hearing, and even some um, a little some fame sprinkled in there, too. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. So, so the summits were so successful that, and again, you know, the audiences were 500 plus, and this was, again, a new model for patient education. So... Then we decided, let's make it smaller, and instead of talking about seven disease states on one full day, let's get together and just do maybe two to three disease states and marry that with a discussion on clinical trial participation. And we call those Black Health Matters forums. And so those forums, again, we're having them in the community, and we bring in, again, these phenomenal docs, and we, uh, you know, they just spend time having a dialogue with the patients. Um, one of the great uh, programs that we launched last year was with Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. We took yes. a look, saying, you know, Black Health Matters took a look at the health stats of the African-American male. And we were just so sad that while women are a little more proactive, Men are just so medically underserved. Our, the rates of prostate cancer, I believe it's like one in six or one in seven African-American men will have prostate cancer in their lifetime. Even if an African-American male does not smoke, they're more likely to have lung cancer. We know rates of heart disease are high. We also know that homicide is a risk factor. It's, a, it's a, a, a one of the reasons why African-Americans die more than segments of any other ethnicity. So um, we wanted to do something to try to educate, but present a platform that was sustainable. We thought that the best way to do that was to partner with Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated and to partner with other fraternities. We so then you have men, men teaching men. Men teaching men. What a great way to do it, right? Again, the yes, yes. space, the respect, the authority, the community. If someone's having a hard time, that brother will help that brother. Um, they will help each other and go to the doctors with each other. We also address the social determinants of health. So it's not just uh, in the forums that we're having someone kind of lecture and point fingers to the men and say, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you know, you're not reading these journals or what have you. There is something, the social determinants of health, that really shape why 
African-American men are so medically underserved. And so we wanted them to understand how that plays a role and why their prognosis for so many disease states is poor. So we, we do it all within our forums. And so we focused on prostate cancer, we focused on lung cancer, and we've done, since 2019, we've probably done about seven or eight of these forums across the country already. Um, and they are, and then we're doing Facebook Live. So, so again, we, with the forums, we do like two hours. Our summits are eight hours. Our forums are two, and Facebook Lives are one hour. So we can give you health information um, in any format that you're interested in, and, of course, through the website. This is such a, a rich offering and program, and um, it, it's the fact that you're doing it this year as an online event, your your summit, that means it's going to be available online on your website to, to view um, well after July 18th when it first launches. Isn't that right? Absolutely. So what we call it is the Black Health Matters ecosystem. So to lack of a better phrase, we didn't want to just create kind of a drive-by event, right? Because we are always excited when we're in the, in the midst of it. But when we leave um, and we go back to our lifestyles, it's hard for us to adopt the goals that we've set forth for ourselves. So we, again, we have, you can always come back to the summit that you've seen or experienced because they'll live on the website. But we also collect everyone's email address. And so we're able to serve them our weekly newsletter, which, again, is timely topical health information and advice, guidelines, interviews with physicians that they can use to help them sustain them as they go about their, their daily lives. So again, it's a, it's, we look at it as an ecosystem for health. And um, uh, do I understand uh, Michelle Obama is speaking at your summit this year? We are thrilled, yes. So Black Health Matters launched again because of the Affordable Care Act and the fact that African-Americans would have access. The Affordable Care Act would not exist if it wasn't for President Obama. So we, do, we are completely directly a result of what policy can do in terms of improving health outcomes. So uh, that, that's Michelle a one, Obama, wonderful test. Go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 this is my testimonial. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a wonderful testimonial to what can actually be done to change things when, um, you know, certain actions are taken and um, people, you know, you have such a rich offering. People can go back again and again to your website and um, de derive things they can do in their own communities or for communities they're trying to reach to improve health. I think it's not only the people you're reaching directly in the communities, but those you're, you're providing an example for that is um, a wonderful thing. Thank you. And we do find that people reach out to us because they want to host programs. And we keep a file of the, of the people, we call them the willing workers who are looking to, who need support. So we do custom newsletters. We do them for free. Uh, we will create something for your community, put your logo on it so that you have ownership and please send it out because, uh, you know, we are the largest African-American health content syndicator, I guess second to like the CDC um, or the Office of Minority Health. So, um, you know, we are providing a service. 
So th this is um, such a, an exciting thing. I hope that people go to your website um, after they hear this podcast, if they're not there already. Can you remind me, uh, remind us, is it blackhealthmatters.com? Yes, blackhealthmatters.com. Wonderful. I, I regret that we're out of time today, but I'm looking forward to your summit, Rosalind Daniels. It's um, wonderful to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking today with Rosalind Daniels, the founder and president of Black Health Matters. This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio. Special thanks to our executive producer, Lauren Osmore, our technical director, David Fogel, and production team, Isabel Andresen and Roxana Guilford-Blake. Goodbye, everybody.